1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Blues, it happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I have not Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you right See you This highway does not know my name and I don't care. No, I don't care. Don't care. Heading my way for another place. And I got three good tires and a spot. Right, right to the dang hook. Right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Oh. Budget live, not so live, and that is my song, Biloxi Blues, bringing you low budget live every single week. And thank y'all so much for those of y'all that message me about that song and tag me in that song when you're listening to it going down the road, and that makes a uh, fat, hairy guy from Tennessee that also happens to be a songwriter very happy, very happy. So thank you so much. Hope you're doing well out there. This is the podcast for Monday, July 13th, 2020, 2020, this year that just can't stop, won't stop, ain't, ain't, ain't ever going to be over with. Whoo! It's crazy out there. Welcome to the Low Budget Live Bar and Grill, the Low Budget Live Bar and Bunker here in Southern Tennessee. You low lifers, you returning low lifers, that's what we call the loyal and faithful listeners of the Low Budget Live experience here. Um... Low lifers, but if you are new, you have found yourself on Low Budget Live on the Luke Duncan's Traveling Circus YouTube channel and iTunes and Spotify and many other places. So welcome. Welcome. This is a primarily bass fishing podcast with a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, you know, ADD moments where we talk about a lot of other things. Talk about a lot of other things, but uh, hope you all had a good week. It's been a, uh, it's been a busy week around here, a crazy week as usual. In the Duncan family, we had uh, we had a birthday, a big birthday this week. The triple threat, my lovely bride, the triple threat, had a uh, had a big old birthday party. And I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All you COVID panicking people, wasn't a big party. We just we just kind of grilled out. 
but uh, she had a birthday this week, and that was fun. I actually killed it on a gift for once, so pat myself on the back. Did really good good there. She got some bad news this week. She she actually teaches at a college, and uh, fall semester, whoosh, shut down online only. So thanks, COVID, once again. And I'll be honest, I go back and forth on the COVID thing, right? Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. If y'all listen this weekly, you know my stance has changed on this 100 times since March, just like everybody else. But we're starting to know some folks that are coming down with it. Now, nobody, uh, nobody has been seriously ill, but we are having some folks pop off positive <laughs> that we know in our lives. And it is definitely, uh, you know, I, I think it may not be a, an if, but a when you actually catch this thing. So uh, hopefully it just treats everybody mildly, like it seems to be for friends of ours that have it, and we can move on with things. And, and some of the folks that have tested positive have been around other people that have tested positive that had symptoms. And some of these friends of ours don't even feel anything. They just went t- got tested and they tested positive. So there's, you know, there's a positive to that, though, I think, because they're not deathly ill. And um, I know that it's really having an effect, different effects on everybody. So that's me personally. I can tell you that, that I'm seeing that. And these numbers are, they're growing again. And, man, they're shutting things down again. But I surely hope that uh, we can all get through this with our sanity. And, uh, you know, and by talking about uh, bass fishing every now and then, we can get out of that. Hopefully, and and uh, by watching stupid videos like "Show Up and Shut Up," the Mian versus Darian fishing tournament series game one. Spoiler alert: If you didn't watch the video, game one taken by yours truly, taken by the traveling circus. We had such a good time with that one, and you folks out there seem to enjoy those videos. So, episode two drops this Thursday, this coming Thursday, and uh, Thursday night. And be sure to watch that. We're going to get more of those filmed this week so hopefully uh we'll get the last two filmed and i'll four and oh uh right on out the door you know but you gotta you gotta see uh you gotta see what happens here but super fun super fun and uh i hope it uh i hope it keeps going though honestly like i'm kind of hoping he beats me a couple you know two three times and makes this thing interesting but uh so far we're looking pretty good but you gotta watch you gotta watch and because there's some craziness in this next one. <laughs> that's all I can tell you. Some craziness. But that's being brought to you by Six Cents. And we appreciate the fine folks at Six Cents, just like we appreciate the fine folks at StarTron, right here, fueling your adventure with some StarTron right there. StarTron, Starbright, uh, StarTron kicking that ethanol in the teeth, getting it out of your daggum weed eater and your chainsaw. Uh, I love getting StarTron pictures from you guys, from you low lifers out there that send it to me and like, hey, Repping the brand, give me some StarTron, get me some StarBright. I get those weekly, and I really appreciate those from y'all. But uh, put this in your boat, put this in your daggum vehicle, put it in your weed eater, your lawnmower, your chainsaw, your leaf blower, whatever, whatever. Use the StarTron and use StarBright cleaning solutions. But we really appreciate those guys supporting LBL in this hour, uh, third year of this craziness. It's awesome, LBL. So. Had a uh, had a big day yesterday. Hudson and I were able to uh, make a little money bass fishing on a four thousand degree day. We did the tournament. Uh, if you guys remember from a month ago, there's a small lake here at home, and they do a they do a tournament that pays big money, thousand bucks first place, really cool. But if you catch a keeper bass, it is so hard to catch a keeper there. If you catch a keeper bass, you get a hundred dollars. <laughs> it's a really unique setup. And Hudson yesterday. 
Big shout out to my 12-year-old, caught the only keeper we had. <laughs> he caught it at 5.35 a.m., and it was a long day. His dad was no help. I, I lost two fish that would have uh, probably won it for us, honestly. It only took like five pounds win. This place is so freaking tough. It's got big bass in it, but um, you don't see them a lot, especially during the summertime. And so we had almost 50 boats again yesterday on this really small lake. It's idle only. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I wanted to make a video again, but we're not – I mean, you don't – catch a lot of fish so it's really hard to make a video and uh and we just wanted to focus on having fun uh hudson and i so we didn't we didn't really film a lot yesterday but uh, a lot of fun won another little hundred bucks cost us like 10 bucks to be out there so you know hey hey we're in the good we're in the good he loves it and that's all that matters so having a lot of fun with those there's several more of those this year we're going to try to uh, participate in it's like a uh for me it's like going back to my roots a lot because after fishing the FLW tour and fishing Bassmaster Opens years ago, and and really being in this industry like this for for quite a long time now, um, working at TH Marine and and being in the thick of things, the crazy, like I don't, I, I'm gone a lot. So this year being home, um, you know, I'm getting to catch up on things that I I either miss a lot or I don't get to do, and. This is like a club tournament feel. Even though they fish the same lake all the time, it's, it's a really good group of guys. No, Everybody's, you know, crisscrossing boats on this small lake all day long. Nobody has an attitude. It's really it's really cool. And these guys are great fishermen. Uh, a lot of really, 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 really good fishermen in this deal. And But it's just fun. It's like this was the second one, seeing all the guys again and, and watching them, you know, people – joke and pick at hudson and and myself it was uh it's a it's a lot of fun and i i miss because when i was 12 my dad had me in a bass club and i i miss doing that you know because I, I just i don't get the opportunity because i'm gone and a lot of these clubs you know when i was fishing flw they a lot of people for whatever reason they have a problem with somebody that fishes a quote pro event right fishing a smaller level tournament even though there are great fishermen in those that they should be worried about more than me who's not home but but anyways, a lot of people don't like that just because of the stigma of that, and that's fine, whatever, teach their own. And uh, it was it's really cool. These guys are gracious, and they're very, uh, you know, seem to be very proud to have us out there fishing, and my brother fishes them, so that's more even that much more fun. And uh, for me, we beat my brother yesterday <laughs> on you, Blake. Uh, I know no sportsmanship, especially when it comes to beating my brother, because he beat me last time. He beat me last time, so got him and, uh, and Eric, his fishing partner. We beat them yesterday. Even though they lost some fish, they should have beat us, but we beat them. We edged them out yesterday. Barely, barely, but it was a good time. It was a really good time, and uh, like I said, it makes me go back to the, like, you know, the fishing business, the business of fishing. Uh, you know, there's a lot of that purity, that, you know, common – uh, ground that we lose with people, especially like the big tournament world, I feel like. And, and man, that club level and local level is so important. The fruit jar tournaments and things like that, man, they just like, I miss that because the only reason you show up is just because you love bass fishing. The only reason. And you are there, whether it's a hundred degrees, whether it's 10 degrees, whether it's raining, snow, whatever. And, and you're there week in and week out, and you're buying those guys, you know, that do that every weekend, and they're buying the tackle, and they're, you know, fishing out of whatever boat they can fish out of, whatever they can afford, and it doesn't matter because they're just on the water. I love that because a lot does get lost with $80,000 boats and $20,000 worth of electronics. And look, I, I pot calling the kettle black. You know, I am – 
that dude, I drive around an 80,000. I'm very blessed. I'm very fortunate. I do have that, you know, but I miss that. And a friend of mine that fished this tournament yesterday, he actually finished third, Michael Brewer. Michael said, it's like in, in going to this lake because your electronics really don't help you any and you just have to fish. And it's like raw, just going fishing and breaking down things with your eyes and trying to outthink a bass and outthink your competitor because we're all on top of each other. And he said, man, it's like the basics of fishing. This is really, really fun, like back to the basics because you're not just riding around graphing all day and all the stuff that fishing has really became in a lot of a lot of areas. So uh, big thanks to those guys for uh, putting on a fun tournament and and uh, Hudson and I coming away with a little cash and and uh, even even better, bigger and better memories in that. But uh, and I know a lot of you that listen to this are you're fishing the team stuff and you're you don't have zero aspirations of being a pro fisherman. And that's awesome. That's fine. You don't have to want to do, you know, it's a crazy lifestyle anyways. Obviously, I've lived it and I've lived both and, and it is crazy and it's stressful and it's okay just to love bass fishing. You don't have to have blah, blah, blah fishing on your Instagram or blah, blah, blah pro fisherman on your Instagram because uh, we all know that a lot of these locals will beat the brakes off a lot of pros <laughs> any day of the week. So it's just what those guys chose to do for a living. But it's really fun to strip it down and, and go do that. And um, we had a good time. We had a good time. So thanks to those guys. All right, here we go. A lot of you have been messaging me. A lot of you have been commenting. A lot of you have been, oh, boy, we can't wait. Sound effects. I know y'all like them sound effects. Big week in the sport of bass fishing. It's like when I think things are maybe just kind of chilling out and going back to normal. Nope. Nope. There's no normal this year, ladies and gentlemen. There's no normal. And so here we go. Big week for lots of reasons. From Bass to MLF, lots of things shaking out and going on. Lots of things. Lots of things. First of all, the Bass Pro Tour is up on uh, Sturgeon Bay. And as I called it last week, this is really that you say things like that, like sports commentators say things like that to make themselves feel smart. But calling that they're going to catch them at Sturgeon Bay is really not hard. Uh, it's like calling the fact that they were going to pay entry fees again wasn't hard. Anyways, we'll get to that. Um, they're smashing Justin Lucas, and I haven't checked it. Let's let's check in real quick. I'm recording this on a Sunday afternoon. It's not quite over with, but Justin Lucas has almost 200 pounds of bass which is insane to me. And I think he's kind of laid off. Yeah, yeah, 196 pounds there, Justin Lucas. That's that's wild. That is wild. Uh, what's even wilder is I was watching. I haven't got to watch it at all, and I was watching it right before I started recording, and uh, Gary Klein was making a huge jump in the standings and was basically rub rail to rub rail with Justin Lucas, <laughs> where Justin caught almost 200 pounds of bass. I found that to be interesting because Gary didn't catch him the first time. I, I found that interesting. Um, I also find the storyline of having to fish against one of the original founders and owners would be very difficult in that situation. What are you going to say to him? And it could have been a completely friendly deal, right? There was no, you know, I, I don't know if they were throwing over each other's line. I don't think it was anything like that, but I'm just saying like, that would be weird when they're filming him from Lucas's boat, catching them and he's making this big push and, and they're commenting on it uh, about the charge he's making and he's catching them right where the leader Called him on day. I'm like, meh, meh. 
I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it's one of those things, if you say something, if it does get disgruntled, what do you do? The guy's one of the owners. Mm. Mm. I hope it wasn't anything like that. I hope that, e- that isn't even what I was going to talk about. But I, that popped up, and I was like, hmm. Hmm. I know there was an incident in Florida like that with one of the owners telling someone, uh, you know, not to come into an area because he was an owner. I do know that. I do know that. Um, someone that did fairly well down there. But that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. I've, I, it's been an issue I've had with the whole thing. It's weird fishing against um, these guys that also run the company. But they're smashing. So Justin Lucas, my buddy, Suggs, the old roommate, Suggs. Josh Bertrand, Dudley today. Uh, caught 100 pounds today, made a comeback. And they actually said it was kind of interesting. Keith Pochet called over 100 yesterday, and they said Dudley was sitting exactly where Keith Pochet was. It's amazing how that shakes out. They're fishing on different days, you know. Um, very interesting. Very interesting. But they're catching them. They're catching them. Uh, with positives with MLF, for me, always come the negatives because there are lots of negatives uh, associated with this. To me, this week... What could have been one of the greatest bass fishing tournaments of all time? Whether you like the format, love it, hate it, like Justin Lucas, these guys, they're doing amazing things. They're catching a lot of bass. And in a five-fish event, they would have to back off of those fish, right? Conserve some, whatever. And they're just full blast (laughs) catching them, and that's crazy. Um, So it's... It's wild to see that we don't get to see that on a, on a fishery with a lot of fish and a lot of big fish, and they're they're really, you know, they haven't caught any like six pounders, but there's been a lot of four pounders, right? But in that, what could have been on the eve of this tournament, the, the timing of this, and I don't know if it was like, like when people release press releases at five o'clock on Fridays or whatever, but on the eve of this, all the rumors I've talked about. That there's not going to be a Bass Pro Tour. Those were rumors. And like I said, I normally don't address rumors like that. Normally I have fact that ends up coming out uh, from whatever, you know, whoever I talk to. And uh, and BassFan.com, owned by the same company as MLF, make no buts about that, but BassFan.com releases an article with Boyd Duckett and Brent Chapman in it. Brent was the only quote they got there. But uh, that... Next year that there was a meeting before the event and that they were um, talking about in this meeting, they were taking votes on whether they're going to have entry fees for next year to fish for more money, but it was going to be their money. And that in this, and that that there will only be six Bass Pro Tour events next year and a heavy hitters, I think is how it's going to work, which heavy hitters was a really cool event. Still will say that it was a really cool event, Uh, but they're going to pay entry fees. They're going, they're going to be a Bass Pro Tour, but they're going to pay entry fees. Going to be a Bass Pro Tour. But they're going to pay entry fees. But they are going to pay entry fees. But they are going to pay entry fees. The thing that they've uh, Tarzaned about, beat on their chest. No, we don't. MLF, we, our English can make a living. Damn COVID. Damn you, COVID. There was a podcast they got mad at me for, if you all remember and you do, uh, that keep up with this way back in the fall where I said this wasn't feasible, that this was not feasible, and that them buying FLW wasn't a mistake. And I'm just going to be, you know that Kermit the Frog meme? It's like, I told you so, but that's none of my business. Never drank Star Tron, but I'm just, that's none of, that's, 
That's none of my business. That's none of my business. I said that, though. I said that this wasn't feasible, and it's not. The no-entry fee thing, and even Boyd is quoted, Boyd Duckett is quoted in this article saying, well, we've paid entry fees our entire lives, and he didn't think that the world was ready for no-entry fees, and his vote was to pay entry fees, but the anglers voted. Well, of course they voted against entry fees. They have paid them their whole life, and they were promised streets of gold, more coverage than ever before, and... (laughs) It's just the post-game shows and all this stuff. In year one, they're like, this is, this is the playbook. And they go, oh, we're going to start all and then we're not doing this anymore. So throw that out that was in your contract that we charge you twenty five grand a piece per year that you decide to dip out if you're swindling Polonic. Um, scratch that off. Uh, scratch that. We're changing that. And I'm not saying they're not allowed to change. I'm just saying everything they do, they scrap because it doesn't work. And it falls deaf on the ears of a lot of fans and it's and the industry. Um, and they are blaming this on COVID. And the great Ish Monroe, BPT superstar himself, on this podcast, if you all remember, his statement was this. He said him and I, Canelli, and even uh, the wolf himself, Fletcher Schrock, had said in conversations they had had that In this time, if you get cut and a company uses COVID for an excuse, not his words, not my words, his words, okay? You had it coming and you were going to get cut anyways. So, and I believe, and I believe that. I do believe that. So, there's no doubt that the Bass Pro Tour is taking a hit from sponsors. And I I know that for a fact. Some big money walked out. Some big money walked out. The reason I call bullcrap on any kind of COVID excuse in the fishing industry right now is fishing tackle sales are higher than they have ever been. I work with a, closely with a lot of big companies. They are killing it right now, killing it. I work very close in the marine boating industry. Now, it could fall apart like a sandcastle tomorrow, but right now the boat business, booming. Boat dealers can't get their hands on enough boats. People are fishing. Fishing license, fishing license sales through the moon through the moon people are out fishing people are learning about fishing you want to talk about growing the sport the sport is being grown right now as a whole not tournament fishing but just fishing as a whole people are out with their families it's one of the only recreational sports we can participate in right now in a lot of states because of the covid restrictions so if you want to tie back to covid there you go the sport is growing because of covid but using this as as an excuse i feel like my words, Luke Duncan, Traveling Circus, Low Budget Live, I feel they bit off way more than they can chew with the FLW purchase and the no entry fee deal. There's a lot of money and smart people behind this deal, okay? I've said that multiple times. A lot of the ideas are good. A lot of, a lot of the approach in presenting the ideas has been very bad, very bad. There are a lot of Bass Pro Tour anglers that you'll never see in a Bass Fan article because they're scared to give a quote because it's how they really feel about what's going on, right? The same reason that this meeting that came up in this uh, article on Bassman wasn't a mandatory meeting. Not every, not all eighty Bass Pro Tour anglers were even in it. Okay, they weren't. So how can you have a meeting about the state of affairs and next year and you don't say, hey, guys, we need all of you here? It's because you don't want negative feedback because you've already made up your mind and what you're going to do. And it's your right as a business, but don't act like it's all angler-owned and angler-voice and angler, angler, angler. We're making all the decisions. No, it's not. It's just like 
bass, and FLW was, it's a business, which is what I said from the beginning. There are people making money, and it's not the anglers. It's not set up that way. It's just like any other tournament organization ever, and that's fine. The problem is when you present it to the fans and to the world, it's something different. This is so great for the anglers. Kind of like cutting the payout this week. You still had an event, but the payout was less. It went from $100,000 at every other event to $60,000 this week, but they didn't pay entry fees. Like it's, and I know, and I know what some of those guys would say is, hey, we still got to fish an entry fee free event, and I got a chance to make money for my family in this crazy year. Much respect. That's fine. Totally fine. But nobody talks about the fact that the payout dropped. Nobody. Nobody. I've had that sent to me by so many people, but nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about that. Um, but what they are talking about is that they're going to pay entry fees next year. It's just going to be a normal tournament trail, except they're going to pay entry fees, and except there's going to be fewer big names fishing it next year if they can get out. Not many of them, because they're not fishing the Opens. But all this is announced after you can't get in the Bass Opens anymore, right? They had that first central one. So it's, it's bull crap. And my favorite thing is they're also going to let them, them being the Bass Pro Tour anglers, the greatest field ever assembled, the top of the heap of the mountaintop, uh, and most of them are, they're going to let them fish the FLW Pro Circuit next year, which is the qualifying grounds for the Bass Pro Tour. So they're going to allow them to pay another thirty grand in entry fees, and there's only going to be six of those next year. So you're going to, hey, congratulations on uh, getting the invite to the BPT. Now you get to pay entry fees to not only one organization, but two. Sign right here. <laughs> but if you want to leave, you get to pay twenty five grand to leave. What the hell, what the hell is going on? <laughs> God. Jeez, let that crap sink in, guys. If you're Gerald Swindle and Brandon Pollock, you're like, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> all the way to the freaking Bassmaster Classic. Good gosh. But hey, they got Redcrest and the Thunderbolt dance-off. I know, man, there, there are people that are all in with it, but right now, right now, all that being said, there are businesses struggling. I understand that. They may be struggling strictly because of COVID and nothing else. I don't know their financials, and that's what Tim Horton would say if he was on here uh, or one of the other owners or whatever. I'm not throwing Tim under the bus specifically at all. I'm just saying I've had Tim on the podcast and we've debated back and forth. Him and Spoyer, you know, telling me I don't know the ins and outs. And I don't. I don't know their finances, but neither do they. Neither do they. They are, they are told what they're told, but they don't know. And for them to leave their lives, like, if we could just rewind and go back when FLW was FLW and Bass was Bass, we were good. We were good. This, this you know, turd in the punch bowl that came in. The TV show was fine. If we could have just left it alone, maybe COVID doesn't happen. Maybe COVID doesn't even happen if it wasn't for <laughs> I'm blaming blame 2020. Just kidding. Just, just kidding, Jim. Don't pick up the phone, Jim. I was, I'm not blaming you for COVID. Uh, but, but truly, it's, it's astonishing that a lot of these guys left their, their livelihoods, got mixed up in this always having to defend the trail they fish 
mentality, which they do because it's the best. It's extending the life of the sport. It's this, it's that. You hear more of that than you do about the anglers, I feel like, a lot of times. And I, I don't watch it a lot. And when I do, you hear that a lot, a lot. So I feel like they'll be like, hey, listen, these guys pay entry fee. They pay the best entry fee. We pay the most entry fees at MLF. MLF, we pay more than the next guy to fish professionally. I feel like it'll be something like that. They'll definitely brag about it no matter what. But I don't know. I've said before, it doesn't need to fail for the for the sport. It doesn't. It doesn't need to fail at all. Um, and for my FLW bros out there, this is why I left because now you're going to be, you know, we work so hard on so many things, and they came in saying they're going to be the saviors of FLW, and then they told them, you know, hey, we'll be good if we lose a million dollars this year. We'll be fine with that. With that kind of mentality, that was said to anglers in meetings and things, and, you know, um, it's just astonishing to me at what's actually taking place. And now these guys, and if I'm an FLW guy, I don't want to fish against them. If that is the mountaintop, it we're not growing the sport because how is a casual fan that pops in goes, okay, well, they – and it's the same way in the opens with the elite guys fishing against guys trying to qualify. I get it. I get it. I see that argument all the time, and I, I understand that. Or at the Toyota level to qualify for FLW, you got FLW pros at the Toyota level. Like, I get it. That sends mixed signals. How is it a qualifying ground if the guys that have already qualified are dipping down? Like, Major League Baseball players don't get to play in the minor leagues unless they get sent backwards, you know, for an injury or skilled thing or whatever. So I, I get I get it. And with our sport, that's just a little different. But to offer that up to 80 of them, and you've already got 150, 160 boats on tour anyways. You had these super tournaments, 206 boats. That's too damn many for a professional tournament, even if it does mean they're going to pay 100 spots and all that. But it's just like a good friend of mine I was talking to that fishes the tour. He goes, what's the difference in us having 150 and paying 75, which they were, 65, 75, whatever it was, and having 200 and paying 100? He's like, they're trying to act like it was the greatest payout ever. He's like, we had the same deal without having 80 of those guys. And like 50 of them got checks. 50 of them got checks. So I don't know, man. It's like now that's a – that's a thing, and they they ran off so many FLW sponsors. I think there's a struggle there. I do, and we as a fishing industry do not need them to fail. We need them to get their crap together, but we don't need it to fail because FLW is a long-standing great organization with BFLs, and now these Toyotas and whatever. Man, it's just if if they see confusion among the ranks. How are you going to sell? Because this is what Gerald Spoyer said on this podcast and, and Tim Horton, that they're trying to build this stepping stone to the top where guys don't have to pay entry fees once they get up there. They both said it. And how are you going to sell this dream to a 16-year-old kid? And he's like, man, I get to the FLW. I'm one step away from the Bass Pro Tour. Oh, wait, I got to fish against Kevin Van Dam if he so decides to pay an entry fee and fish, which he won't. But I, What? Bad move. They say it's temporary. I hope it is. I hope it is. For their sake, I hope it is temporary. For the anglers that that threw away. But I dare say this. Not only, which they're saying they're going to drop the bottom 10, which drop the bottom 10 back to FLW, but they already fish FLW. This is year three coming up. Very confusing. Very confusing. Very, very confusing. So... You're going to lose some there, but I think you're going to lose some to Bass. And I think after that year three, it's going to be like this. Oh, 
contracts. What? Oh, we're out of here. I think that's what you're going to see. You know, I think the opens next year is going to be like, because if I'm paying entry fees, I'm going to the Bassmaster Elite Series and I'm trying to get in the biggest tournament in the world, which is the Bassmaster Classic. If I'm paying entry fees, if I have to pay for it, if I'm a pro angler that has an opportunity to not pay entry fees and make money, then I would have fished the Bass Pro Tour. If you get invited to that, those guys could not say no based on what they were sold. Okay? They couldn't say no. They had no choice in year one. But I think you're going to see a lot of moving and shaking after 2021. That's my opinion. Depending on what happens, that's my opinion. My opinion rubs a lot of people the wrong way, and a lot of y'all like it, so there it is. I don't say it because I think I'm smart. I say it to get it off my chest, and I'm simply making observations. Comment below if you're watching on YouTube on what you think about it. I know a lot of you are going to let me know exactly what you think about it. Whoo! Good times. Good times. Um, poor Bassmaster, right? Poor Bassmaster. Cayuga got the axe this week, and they've still got two more elites planned in the state of New York, you know, which is they're, New York's super, super, super hypersensitive to the COVID testing the COVID numbers going up and they have like a list of states and basically they're saying you have to self-quarantine in New York if you come from one of these states for 14 days and you have to be tested. There's all these crazy regulations and look, I, I get it to a certain extent, but Bass is supposed to go to Champlain, Waddington and Cayuga. Waddington on the St. Lawrence River, which is, you know, everybody's favorite tournament every year, I feel like, as far as just fish catch. It's like the Sturgeon Bay deal, just a blast to keep up with. It's where a lot of us never get to go to these places, so it's fun to live vicariously through these guys. Um, so they have three tournaments scheduled up there, and I believe they're pretty stacked on top of each other. Then there's a Bass Open at Oneida, They've already said, I think, sent out to some anglers, you know, you may have to be tested. We're not going to have marshals. We're not going to have fans. We're not, like, these are going to be completely weird Bassmaster tournaments. But then the city of where Cayuga uh, is located said, nah, not doing it. So they pulled the plug. And these towns pay money for these events to come to town. And the Chambers of Commerce, they, they pay money to have. Like if you, and I'm speaking to folks that don't realize that this is the case, but if you see Bassmaster in your town or MLF or FLW, like those towns pay money from their tourism budget to get these events there because they are a draw. If you can't have fans, why would you spend the money? And I think that, that that's what a lot of this is. Between that and the COVID, a lot of these people are going to panic. But uh, hopefully Waddington and Champlain can still go on. Then Oneida the Open can go on because I feel like for Bass, and I'm speaking way out of turn just like I do on all this, but I feel like for Bass, financially, you have to be able to boom, 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 have those tournaments just from a logistical standpoint of having everything up there, your crew, the stage, and all that. I think it makes more is more better, more gooder, right? To have all those tournaments up there and not just have a one-off and then come right back home. So I think that they're trying to get the most bang for their buck. So fingers crossed that one of these other New York cities doesn't pull the plug because if they do, I think they'll have to cancel that swing. That's my opinion. I think that they would be better off to then try to drop back and punt and reschedule those 
Um, I said last week that they need to make it happen, and they do. They do because it's it. Those are great fisheries. They're going to catch a lot of fish. They're going to be great events to watch. They're going to be great events to participate in. If you're an elite pro, everybody likes going up north in the summertime. If you're a primarily south you know, southeastern, south central United States guy, Midwest guy. We all like going up there. Most of the tournament trails do that. So everybody's in a good mood. It's just fun. It's fun. It's like going on summer vacation. So there's lots of reasons they need to go. They need that to work for them, I feel like, because their year has been it's been up and down, man. It has been because of and they they can definitely blame COVID just on the scheduling part of it. Like it's it's a difficult situation. And MLF's been there too and FLW like it's been difficult with all these travel restrictions and things. Like, it's been a hell of a year for these folks. On that front, it has been for all the tournament organizations. And not only the pros, but the small mom and pop trails and the team tournaments and the clubs. Hell, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. So, rescheduling those events, a lot of people don't realize what it takes to do that. And I myself just know a little bit about what it takes to plan those events and what all takes place. But it's a big undertaking to get these towns to invest and to make sure the facilities are right and it's in the right area at the right time. And Because let's be honest, nobody wants to watch a bass tournament where it's going to take 10 or 11 pounds a day, right? We want to see big weights, big fish. It's a freak show. It's a freak show. So rescheduling them in the southern part of the United States when it's hotter than blue blazes ain't what everybody's wanting to do. So fingers crossed for bass on that and their anglers that we can get back to fishing. But Cayuga got nixed off the schedule. I don't know plans to replace that. I have no idea. I have no idea what's going to happen with that at all. Um, Something I wanted to bring up earlier for a topic of discussion on low budget like keep knocking my dang microphone around today but something i want to bring up too during the flw like the fact that flw anglers are going to have to fish against bpt guys if the bpt guys choose to fish if you're an flw guy do you then look at the national professional fishing league you know those guys have announced 60 anglers it's a new trail they have big plans they don't have any crazy plans, right? Five-fish format, drive-through weigh-ins, $50,000 first place. Nothing mind-blowing, right? Paying checks down to 45th place. Just a bass tournament. Bass tournament. And with entry fees, $30,000 in entry fees. A lot of money. A lot of money. But if you are paying 30, and they have ideas for live coverage, and they have ideas for drive-through weigh-ins, some good ideas, right? But if you are an FLW Tour Pro, and that's what you've been doing, and this is all going like it's going, are you paying? Because let's be honest, only one guy wins an event. So if it's $50,000, I understand that's not 100. I do. It's not 100. It's just like this week in the BPT. It's 60 grand from 100 grand. It's It's... The uh, just it's the fact that they're not paying a hundred grand in the half forever, right? Like there's there's that's an issue, but they're going to pay fifty thousand dollars. So there's only one guy that wins an event, but the checks are the big deals, and they're going to pay essentially the same thing that the other professional trails pay. So if you are a guy on the FLW tour, maybe you've never won one, maybe you've won once. 
but you've got this career where you just fish, you pay your entry fees, you fish the FLW tour, and you you're a check casher. You show up, you fish hard. Why wouldn't you give that a look? And then and then you know if you if your dreams the classic or whatever, you go fish the opens and those. Why would you do? Why wouldn't you do that instead of fishing FLW again? I think there will be guys do that. I do because uh, the NPFL with what they're trying to do in those 60 anglers that have been announced, there are not a lot of household names. We've talked about that. They're not. They're not. But the household names are household names because they fish the other deals. And this is a new deal, right? There's a lot of really good fishermen fishing it. Uh, there's going to be some people you're going to get to know. But I think that you will see, I really believe you're going to see some folks you know sign up for it. I do. Now, will they do that and the FLW Tour too? I don't know if anybody will pay sixty grand in entry fees to Bass. I don't know. I don't know what their sponsor situations are, their financial situations, what have you. But I know this. If I've got an opportunity to go fish against 125 and pay the same entry fee and live coverage and all that jazz, I, I don't know. I think, I think this makes them stronger than they were before all this happened. And do I think they would have had a problem filling their field? No, they're going to have they're going to have a full field. I really do believe, but I I I think that this helps. This helps, and I know a lot of FLW guys gave this a hard look when it first came out because it was right when MLF bought FLW, and so I say you better watch MPFL to see what happens roster wise. And it's a it's July. It's a long time. They're not even starting to March. They're not even starting on next March. So a lot of decisions can be made between now and then. A lot of decisions. So, yeah, I wanted to mention that just because I think in all this, in, and I've said it myself, like it's not a real thing until it, until it is, right? It's not a real thing until you see the first tournament. And these guys are working towards that. We had them on the podcast. It was, it was a great episode. Many of you watched it, commented, listened. Paul Benson was on. I, I enjoyed the conversation. And I think they've got to be mentioned in this conversation because <laughs> they're going to get some anglers. They're going to get some anglers. And I think because anglers want that show up, five fish, no bull crap. Here's what you're going to get paid. Here's what we're doing for you coverage-wise. Here's what we plan on doing. Here's our plans for the next couple of years. It's nothing crazy. Here it is. And I think guys want that. And I think that's why they, they've got a chance. They've got a freaking chance. So, Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Uh, thank y'all so much for letting me get on here and rant and ramble week after week after week after week after week. I have so much fun with this, and I like pushing buttons. I like giving you my opinions, but I like I like getting my, my buttons pushed too. Uh, so if you think I'm wrong, think I'm an idiot, let me know. That's fine. We can go back and forth in the comments. I can do that all day long. Uh, I, I did not have anybody, because some people may say, hey, it's not fair, you didn't have a BPT guy. I hope to have somebody on next week. They're, they're in the middle of fishing. Just like I feel like they should not have thrown that article out there right before they started. I thought it was so bizarre. Um, I feel like I didn't need to bug any of those guys to be on about this situation. This is the last tournament. The dust will settle. Let's see who we can get on and talk about it. I think that's fair. 
I'd love to have one of the owners on. Like I said, I, I would love to have Boyd or one of those guys on. They only do Bass Talk Live, and that's fine. That's fine. They don't want to talk. That's totally fine. But I, I would love to hear from an angler more than those guys just because I want to know. And I do hear from lots of anglers, okay? I hear from lots of guys. I talk to lots of people. And it's not all people uh, making posts about all the perks and uh, how great it is. Oh, man. It's not. It's not. And there are a lot of people that are just over it, (laughs) that are stuck like they're stuck in concrete. So that being said, hope we can get somebody on. Thank you all so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for all the love on Boats and Pros still. The Carl episode is climbing. We are working on all this crap's kicking back up again. So we're trying to figure out Tanner and I when we can film again to get another one in the bag. I apologize a million percent for not having one of those a month like we were going to, but this world's crazy right now. Trying to get that done. And uh, hopefully with a really good guest, we've got we've got some good ones on the list. Episode two of the show up. And shut up series where Darian, stupid Darian, Darian is fishing and I show up at a lake and just send it drops this Thursday from Lake Nickajack on the Tennessee River. And it was a freaking crazy format, crazy time. I appreciate you guys watching that episode two. Let me know what you think when you see it. And, uh, you know, as always, hug your daggum mama. I'm going to take you out with some Luke Duncan's Biloxi Blues. That's right, my song, because I'm a narcissist. Just kidding. But uh, y'all do seem to like this, and I appreciate that. Every week we start LBL with Biloxi. We close with Biloxi. It's it's very special to me. So check it out. I will see y'all next week. I hope y'all have a great week. Right here it is, Biloxi Blues. See ya. North, south, wherever the wind blows. I'm leaving those birds in rest. This highway. Does not know my name and I don't care, no, I don't care. Heading my way for another place and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. fish are where you think they are. Any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.